0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and the number I'm working off of this week is four dozen.
1: Four dozen? What, what is this? Four dozen?
0: That's how many lantern flies I killed in the past two days.
1: <laughs> and I am the Champ, and I am in day 107 of retirement. And the only thing I miss about work is hearing on a daily basis the words, you're right. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the only thing?
1: That's the only thing.
0: Do you not hear it at home?
1: Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> that, that, I, in, in fact, I probably I would have heard it more in, in, in a week at work than I would in uh, three years here at home. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's a, that's a tough one. I would rather go back to work. No one's being positive? <laughs> no, one, no one's encouraging you? Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, no, we're not, that's not happening. How are you doing this week? What's happening, Roger?
0: I literally spent the last two days swatting lantern flies. We are, I don't know if the word infested is the word, uh, but I've talked to a couple of my neighbors. They're doing the same thing. So there must have been a nest somewhere around here. And uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. Do you know what I'm talking about, the lantern flies?
1: I, I, I do, the, spotted, uh, the yeah. spotted lanternflies, and you can get, you know, you can get, I guess the most effective way to eradicate them is through the, uh, the tape that you want to put on your trees, and oh. it's only certain trees that, that you need to put it on, but the, the tape will stop them because they kind of crawl up um, tree trunks, but they're, they're tricky bu- uh, buggers if you try and kill them, right?
0: Yeah, so... Um, they hop. Yeah they, yeah, they do hop. I feel like they can see a coming, too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to I'm going to look at that tape because we see them on our deck, uh, you know, and our deck is about 10 feet up. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm going to look into that and try to I, I got to figure something out because it's crazy. It's how many of these things are out there.
1: I would think being in the military, um, a a tactical maneuver would be a frontal assault as opposed to trying to get them from from, from the rear. Um, Yes, they have some sort of sensor, so um, I think you'll need to figure that out in the next week before the draft.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get that tape. I'm going to hang it below the deck and see see what I can catch. It's a lot better than me walking around with a fly swatter.
1: And, and, you know, this is probably goes back into baseball because it would be another swing and a miss, right?
0: Oh, no, I kill those things,
1: man. Okay, <laughs> all right, you still got the stroke there. Nice.
0: Yeah. It's short, quick, bam. Hands out.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Long There's if, a technique
1: to it, right? As <laughs>
0: long as they don't throw me any curveballs. They start moving, I can't hit that thing. <laughs> so
1: so uh, j- just to let you know, one of the things that's difficult for me... Is that we have, have you seen carpenter bees? Yeah. Yeah, we have those in, over the little pergola on, on our deck. They like to drill into to, to, to the wood there. And so um, I'm the crazy guy that takes a tennis racket and swats them out of the air. Nice. And crushes right. them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you use a wooden one or
1: graphite? Um, I I think it's composite, and it's the oversized, because my my, my (laughs) swing isn't so good anymore. So I need the oversized racket.
0: You're like one of those senior tennis players. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, so uh, last week I talked, remember I talked about I'm going to start having goals? Yes. Each week, and I was going to set, I set out to discover Wawa's best hoagie. That's what I did. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I think all their hoagies are pretty solid. Uh, you know, it all comes down to the roll. They have good rolls, and yep. and it, it's a pretty solid sandwich. Uh, the best one I found is called the pepperoni special. Now you got to get the bread toasted. So you you get uh, a roll toasted. It's got pepperoni. I I usually pick provolone cheese because it's going to melt in there when they toast it. Okay. You throw on some roasted red peppers. Maybe banana peppers if you like them. Uh, mm-hmm. Little bag of chips and a soda. And that that thing's the best hoagie they got. I don't know if that's a hoagie. That's the best sandwich they got. It It's unbelievable. Now, I will, there's a disclaimer here. And I feel like Wawa should put the disclaimer on the sandwich when they give it to you. you know, after you eat this thing, you're not doing anything for about two hours. So... Oh. <laughs> So I sat down, I, I guess it was, man, I, I don't, I, I think I did it, it wasn't Friday, so it might have been Thursday uh, afternoon, because I was eating, I was on my own for dinner, and I got that thing, I sat down, I put a Netflix on, reruns of The Office, and I think I watched maybe a half a season, <laughs> just because I couldn't move, <laughs> but it's a solid sandwich, you like pepperoni like pepperoni? I do,
1: it's- yeah. The pepperoni special.
0: Pepperoni special.
1: Yep, and get it. Get would it, you? Would you? Toasted. Besides the the banana peppers, is, are there any leafy green vegetables included in that, or is it is, this is just going going all in?
0: No, no, no. There's no leafy green. No.
1: no. Okay.
0: I, and I would encourage you. It's probably best with the salt and pepper chips. Hers has a little bag of chips called salt and pepper. That that's probably mm-hmm. the best. It, that, that that pairs with that sandwich
1: really well. Okay, okay, good. Okay, well, I like the fact that we have flavor profiles in there. Maybe that's another thing that we can talk about is, you know, what do you, uh, you know, mix uh, drinks with or foods or that type of thing and flavor profiles. That's Yeah, that's another uh, segment we can have.
0: Yeah, but you, uh, if you do this, you need to understand you're not doing anything for about two hours.
1: You're just going to sit.
0: <laughs> so if you're cool with that, you got time to kill, that's the sandwich to, uh, to get. You know, you get Saturday afternoon, you're like, there's no one around. I got nothing to do. I'm gonna go get one of these things. Get the, go ahead. and Get the 10 inch one. Don't don't do you know. Don't get that. Half don't skimp. Ass. No, get the 10 inch one. Okay. Yeah. Get yourself a soda. Don't be drinking water. I mean, at that point, you're eating a sandwich of pepperoni. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about you know. I, I need to have water with this meal. Just go get a soda. Yeah. And the salt. and pepper So
1: okay. Chips. So I can put that on my list since um uh, I've got all the time in the world. The pepperoni special. Yep. All right. I'll get that this week. Yep,
0: and then, yeah, and then, yeah, report back to me.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll do. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so uh, we, we talked a little bit about a new format that we're going to try, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it it's basically going to be what you've been used to, the you know, for the past 22 episodes. Uh, we're going to try to um, stay on track. I think it'll help us stay on track, too. Um, but we're going to start with... <laughs> Uh, we're going to start with Bush League topics. Uh, we'll, we'll cover, uh, and for those who don't know, the Bush League is our is our fantasy baseball league. That that That's what prompted us to start this podcast. Um, so you'll hear topics about that uh, goings on during the year when we have baseball back, hopefully in 10 days or so. Um, uh, then we're going to talk about baseball topics um, today in baseball history. And then we're going to add this last section, and we don't have a name for it, but uh, you'll kind of pick up on it when we get to it. It's just a way to for us to kind of vent after we've after seen something stupid or or crazy or or you know maybe something positive. That's not usually our personality though. Our personality.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Usually i think of any i think of any two members in the bush league that's exactly the two people they would pick in terms of personality so
0: right yeah <laughs> right. yeah our personality isn't doesn't lean toward the positive side all the time but that's okay um so it, as of now i mean the, the, there's some baseball players uh opting out but um and, and some and some positive tests but as of now we're we're scheduled for uh a week from today for our 37th Bush League year to have our draft, right?
1: Yay, yeah, this is, has been a, a long time coming. And, you know, we, we all know that this season, um, well, this year for everybody, for, for all humans, is going to be completely different than anything else we've seen. But, you know, um, so far the response – from the league has, has been really good. And I, I think the overriding uh, driving factor here would be just, just to have fun, try some new things. Um, as we had um, our guest last week, Raj, we had Tom and Tom Freeze and Bill Salendong on, explaining some of the things, changes that they would like to see. And, and I think we've incorporated a number of those, at least for this one year, to have a little bit of, of, of fun and, and trying to get back to... Somewhat uh, normal, which I don't know um, when that will really be. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I don't know if anything about our league is normal, but I I get what you're saying. (laughs) Um, So I I, I guess we've just pretty much you and I decided because we're going to replace average with OPS this year, right? Correct. And we decided not to add holds because we've never had a conversation about holds in the Four decades we've been watching baseball, but
1: uh, well, I, I, I think I think the the bargaining point was was you putting up a stink about holds because you wanted to add stirrups and the number <laughs> of players that wear stirrups um, as the offsetting offensive category. So I think that's where we um, we're, we're in a jam there.
0: Yeah, so we we uh, <laughs> we did decide on on replacing average with OPS. We're going to see how that goes, um, and then uh, we we normally. Since we have an auction draft, there is no draft order every year. Uh, the only order would be uh, who nominates a player first, but there's there's no draft order. Um, <coughs> excuse me, in an auction draft. So you came up with a because it's we're having a snake draft this year. You came up with the, the Kentucky Derby style uh, uh, way to to pick a draft order. And do you want to explain that the Kentucky Derby style?
1: Yeah, I, you know, one of the things I thought, as you had pointed out, in an auction, you, you have a chance to get any player you want, and it, the, the whole dynamic of an auction is, unlike if you've never been in an auction league, is unlike anything that you've ever been uh, in before, because as much as you'd like to prepare, it's really hard. You know, in a draft, um, normally a player like Mike Trout is going to be the first player, so if you're selecting number seven, you, you're never going to have a chance. At a player um, like like Mike Trout, um, what I thought we would do this year to add a little bit of excitement is um, the person who finished uh, last last year doesn't get the first pick, but instead they get to pick where they want to select, and and that's true in Kentucky Derby style, where um, I guess I guess it's the trainers, the owners select where they want their horses to be um, in the starting gate, right. Is, is that a fair way of uh, explaining yeah. it? Yep.
0: Yeah, it's exactly right.
1: And what we've tried to do is to add a little bit of excitement is we've done this over the 10 days. It, uh, so we'd have one owner pick uh, their selection in reverse order um, on, 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 uh, on, on that particular day and then go uh, sequentially um, uh, each day. And, uh, an owner can choose a tactical pause meaning they they pass but we haven't had that yet So um, I I appreciate all the owners participating in this.
0: Yeah, we still got three more, right? We got three more yep. slots to pick all right, and that's the third second and first place finishers from uh, from last year um, Were you surprised that? Uh, so case had the Casey had the first selection he he selected uh, the third slot Um and then uh, I guess uh Josh had the second selection. Were you a little surprised at the sixth? I don't know much about snake drafts because I don't really participate in them in a lot, but is, is sixth an optimal optimal position?
1: um i I think it's all relative to yeah. whatever your strategy is and and looking at the player pools because I, I think you want to pick if if there's not a big distinction between you know um, players one through four. You may opt to choose the four spots so that, you know, on the, the wraparound pick, you're a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, that's how I would kind of look at that. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever your strategy is, if you think that you there, there's an abundance of offensive teams and that um, your pitchers, the pitching may drop or may uh, rise, you, you, you would adjust your draft selection uh, um, position accordingly.
0: Yeah, I thought it was funny that... Uh Tom was on here last week and said, "I don't know if I'd want to pick first. And then, <laughs> then let him pick first. And he said it in kind of indignant, like, "I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd want to pick first. I don't think that's the best spot." And then we get an email from him. You're like, "Oh, okay, all right." So he's picking first. Um, I was next, and I went with uh, the second slot. I was I was torn between the second and the tenth, um, but yeah, I, I I like the tenth pick just because you get what, two out of the top 11, 11 selections, but I, I went with the second one, um, and then... Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 let's, let's just back up for a second, because yeah. <clears throat> I, I, this, this is a snake draft, which means it goes in reverse order in, in the second round, which means you'll have the, you have the second pick, and then your next pick won't come until 19.
0: Right, but if I was 10th, I would have okay. had the 10th and 11th pick.
1: Oh, I got you. I see what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah,
0: so I'd have two out of the top 11 players. But I, I decided on the, on the second slot, um, and then uh, uh, Rick was next, and he took fifth, pretty much smack in the middle, and then you picked seventh. What, it, what was your strategy or thinking, or was there any when you, you picked seventh? You chose to select seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so my analytics team and I, we, we gathered last night and we're looking over um, about 20 or 30 mock drafts and okay. looked at picks four and seven um, and into the second, third, fourth, fifth round. And we noticed that if, if we looked at it from an analytical standpoint, we decided that seven was um, favorable to number four. Okay. All right. That's a bunch of crap. I, I it, 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 all, it means is <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I just stayed in my lane. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh,
0: and so we got three more, three more owners uh, waiting, waiting for their their selections, uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll be all set. And then we'll have to figure out how to set this up at CBS Sports, which is totally foreign to us since we've never done this. Um, but we have a, almost a week to to get this thing get this thing uh ironed out now the other thing we we did we decided to do is because of it's such a crazy season if we have actually complete the season we changed our team names um just to something to kind of make it a little more fun i i don't even know why we did it i think it started with tom's email uh the vero squirrels um so everyone has changed their name what, what do you think the best name so far is
1: I think it was the first one that was selected and that was by, by Casey and, and, <laughs> and that was Honey Nut Ichirose.
0: Honey Nut Ichiro's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh yeah, I did like that. Uh you, you went with Stan's Attic. The, yeah. It kinda explain that for people who don't know who know Stan maybe that are listening to this but don't don't understand he, Yeah.
1: I, I forget what uh what year that was. Uh Stan Moyer, Stan Moyer, Plumbing, uh, was actually an, an owner in, in the Bush League. I think he started in the late '80s and was um, uh, an owner um, through probably the mid '90s. He's the godfather of, of, of Bush League, uh, of Bush League trips. The original gangster of Bush League trips. Um, but probably in the mid '90s, uh, he had uh, was renting a farmhouse in in Amityville, Pennsylvania, and. Um, he decided to host the draft that year. And um, if anybody knows farmhouses, uh, a lot of the rooms, particularly this one, was it's probably a 200-year-old farmhouse, um, anybody knows farmhouses knows that the rooms were very small at that time. So the only place that Stan had room to host the draft was in the attic. And this attic, getting up there, was a nightmare. It was tight. It was like trying to go some, through some passages on a submarine. Um, I think as Stan described it in the podcast, I think it was one uh, one light up there, a one fifty watt light bulb or something <laughs> like that. And uh, as as chairs, I think we used coolers, and yeah. uh, it was just a, <laughs> it was horrific. I guess would be a word. And then we had another own, owner that uh, decided to take a two hour or an hour and a half or however long personal call. So uh, Stan's attic. Uh, is, is is a reference to a draft that we would hopefully never repeat. So, so this year in this tactical pause year, um, I tried to pay a little bit of uh, honor to, uh, to to that draft from 25 years ago.
0: I think it was 1996. Um, okay, because there were years in the 90s where I weren't, I wasn't able to to make it. I I I was at 96, and I I think that was I was back home on on leave, and and I. I think that was the year that we, we did it there. Um, that Of course, that's all pre-computer. Because if we had computers plugged in, that house probably would have burnt down.
1: <laughs> that's all pre-computer. I'm not sure if Wi-Fi would have reached that far. No.
0: Yeah, and actually, I think he rented half of that house. I, I don't think he had the okay. whole house. Because he shared a kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I think you rented half of that house. It had had a lot of parking though, which was nice. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of parking at the at the farmhouse. Um, yeah, so that's a good that that was when I saw you. You chose that. That's uh, those of us that were participated in that. Remember the addict uh, feeling like I, I can't. I think my rear end is numb from sitting on a cooler,
1: <laughs> and um, so, and the two hours. So can, phone I ask, call. can I ask you about? Your team name? Um, it's Crazy Joe Devola.
0: Crazy Joe Devola. That is a Seinfeld reference. He was a occasional uh, character on Seinfeld, and um, he, yeah, he, it, if you watch Seinfeld, he was a good occasional character. I, I he, he was, he was kind of, he was crazy. He was, he was Crazy Joe Devola, and that's how they referenced him all the time. Crazy Joe Devola. So. He showed up at at times within within the uh, different episodes, and yeah, he was he was a good character. I, I put his uh, picture I, on on the CBS.
1: Okay, I uh, I here, here's the funny part. I don't think I've ever seen a complete episode of Seinfeld. Oh my gosh! Right, that's so weird.
0: Yeah, you need to g- go get Hulu, and 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 uh, go get pay for the where you don't have commercials. It's a couple extra bucks a month, but it's well worth it. And go watch the 11 seasons or whatever, however many seasons are. Uh, you got, I mean, you're retired now. Go watch it. The first couple are kind of <laughs> rough, but they get into a rhythm about season three. And, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah.
1: All right. I, yeah. I thought you might have something like, uh, Shroot Farms or something like that on there. <laughs> well, but, it's uh, tough. All right.
0: Yeah. I was, I was going to go with a, uh, office reference, uh, yeah, do you are you an Office fan? You're an Office fan, aren't you? Uh,
1: yeah, I've I've seen every episode probably twice, um, and, and I'm also one of the things I'm listening to is uh, the Office Ladies, which is uh, talking uh, yeah. about the podcast. Uh-huh. It's a re re they rewatch uh, the episode and give some um, talk about the episodes each so, week.
0: So the other name I was kicking around is is it's in the later episodes with when Andy is the manager and uh, the promos came out and. <laughs> And one of the one of the office workers was messing around with them and and putting like online comments, and uh, w- one of the names she came up with was Texas Tappa. <laughs> every time <laughs> I hear it, I crack up. I know it's wildly inappropriate, but every time I hear it, it just makes me laugh. So
1: I I I do remember that episode. <laughs> I think that's when he was. Uh... Wasn't he trying out for some sort of talent show, or he he had posted a video of him singing online? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. the
0: Texas Poon tapa was a was a funny one, but I went with the Crazy Joe Devola, which uh, which leads <laughs> leads us into Rick's Rick Lake's name is is uh, the denogonizer, another Seinfeld reference. I guess you have no idea oh. what the reference
1: is. Nope, I did not know. I was going to look it up.
0: So one of this one of the episodes, there was a. Like a serial, it's really a serial killer in Central Park that was going around and, and chopping people's heads off, and and uh, Kramer, of course, Kramer's involved with it, you know, and he he is trying to come up with a name for this person because you always got to have a name, right, for, for people like that. Of course. And his he thought it should be the denogginizer, like your head being your noggin and denogginizer. <laughs> Uh, but I think in the in the show, uh, they actually were uh, they referred to that person as the Lopper. <laughs> the the <laughs> Lopper Kramer was he was not pleased with that name. He wanted the Denogonizer. So
1: yeah, that's what that reference is. Well, he, well good, 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 for Rick because if if you remember when we had him on the podcast, uh, he said he never really got a chance to pick his name. So yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, maybe, he's he's happy with this. Maybe this will stick
0: yeah right All yeah right. then we got sam uh sam kirk the youngest of the group uh here come the runs we, <laughs> so, we, where do you think this derives from
1: i you know what i really don't know um i, I, I like it um because it you know shows a little bit of, of rashness right that says hey here i'm coming after you guys um but I don't know. What about what do you think?
0: Well, at first I thought it was a play on Here Comes the Sun, but he's way too young for that. And now I'm starting to think it, it's referencing number two. You know, we had that conversation about one of those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe I shouldn't have... Well, maybe there's first the, uh, the pepperoni special, and then followed by Here Comes the <laughs> Run. Right.
0: Yeah, we'll see how strong your stomach is after that sandwich.
1: Well, Bob, Bill, Bob, Bill and uh, Bob Freeze are, are still uh, yet to pick. So maybe somebody can pick pepperoni special as their team name. <laughs> and then
0: lastly, so I, I got to get on a little bit, Josh. Um, <laughs> with, so Josh is, His regular team name is Dude's Vitamins. And it's a reference to Lenny Dykstra, right? And now he he comes back with Lenny's landmines. I think Josh has a bit of a man crush on Len Dykstra.
1: Um, I I think if you talk to him, um, you know, he's, uh, what, 15 years younger than the rest of us. And he grew up, um, I guess, idolizing that 90, was it 93? 91? 93 Philly, yeah, Philly yeah. team that went to the World Series that probably had no business going there, and actually beating the uh, the Braves, a really good Braves team. And you know, one of the players that 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 he idolized was was Lenny Dykstra at that time. And he'll you know he'll come out and tell you that. So um, yeah, well that he's I, unabashed about that.
0: That idolization is still strong. <laughs> it's almost twenty years later, um, yeah. Lenny's landmines. I'm not sure the reference of the landmines. I mean, maybe we'll have to ask them when, when we have our draft. Um, yeah, so th- then we're, we're waiting on uh, – of course, we already know about the squirrels. We had a whole topic on that, a segment on that last <laughs> week. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're still waiting on the other three to pick their name and then pick their spot, and then we'll be good. So that other three, everything should wrap up Wednesday, and then you and I will have to get in CBS Sports to figure out how this works. Yes we will yeah we need a pause too we need to figure out if you could if you could pause um if you can pause the draft I don't know if I can yeah, sit we'll, here for
1: two we'll, and a we'll figure hour. it out yeah we'll yeah. figure it out you, you, you know and, and and if not we got time in between yeah uh, you know we we need to t- the, determine how much time between selections because I think we can make it as quick or as slow as we we want so uh we need to decide uh Right now I think it defaults the forty five and I, I had moved it to sixty seconds between texts, but we can decide that
0: yeah I feel like sixty seconds is enough time I mean it, okay. it seems like it's quick but it's not you know sixty seconds is a long time right yeah yeah I mean it, it's longer than you think all right so uh, the other thing we got to look at is we're gonna have we're gonna have a multi site draft uh, 'cause i'm I'm opening up the uh the rooster's house for anyone who wants to come uh and you need to you need to let me know so I know how many people are 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 attending here um i I know that Rick said he's gonna just stay at home um and we have to reach out to the Kirks and the freeze and lenny's boyfriend um <laughs> see if he's coming. Which, I don't care. Either way, I, I, I mean, I, we, I have the space down here to, to kind of keep us a little separate. So, um, yeah, so you're going to send out a text and and just getting people to respond saying yay or nay on, on whether they're coming. Um,
1: yeah, probably a text um, or, or more likely an, an email just because um, some of us, um, I think there's one owner that, that that's not really efficient on um, text messaging. So just <laughs> to make sure everybody gets it, I'll probably do you both um yeah and, and we'll put i'll we'll put your address in the the email
0: yeah i appreciate that um and just yeah just have them let us know um and then i'll i'll set it up so uh yeah so we're a little bit separate i do have two tvs so we can have tv on i don't know what we'd be watching but yeah anyway um and then uh we did we settle on a time did we go in at noon we go in at 10 what did we what did we settle um, on he,
1: Here's kind of what I would suggest: is um, you know I had put that out there for everybody, and and, and you know I, the, the the silence was, was was deafening in terms of if <laughs> everybody can make it or where they wanted to, to to do the draft from. So let's assume that the draft time is ten oh five, and then we'll actually try and get the draft started because um, I think we'll have to put in a time by ten thirty five. Okay. So yeah. you know everybody needs to be in front of their computers. You know, I would suggest that they're in front of their computers ten to fifteen minutes prior to that, just to make sure that there's no uh, there's no bumps in the road. But I guess one of the questions I have for you, Raj. First of all, thank you for for, for hosting. But is there any um, you know in today's uh, today's world is there any sort of uh, site protocol that you would like us to follow um, at your house? Uh, nothing
0: in writing. I just I guess maybe common sense. If you're if you're sick, do it at home. If if you want to wear a mask, you're certainly welcome to wear a mask. Uh, the only hard rule I'm going to have is that, uh, yeah, you, you, you can use the bathroom quickly. I don't want to bring in newspapers in there or anything like that. <laughs> in and out. Yeah. And, and you know, it, we've had uh, a tradition. I don't even know why or how this started. Uh, when people use the restroom at the draft, they usually leave change or dollar bill or something at, on the back of the, somewhere in the bathroom. Please do not do that. We're, we're asking you to donate the change to the Treasury Department. Because every place I see is that they, <coughs> they're running out of change, which I, I don't understand why we're running out of change in a pandemic. There's two things that I've noticed about a pandemic is toilet paper and
1: change. We got... <laughs> and change. <laughs> well, maybe they're going to the same place. Who knows? Oh, my um, gosh. So, so are are you on Venmo? Can we Venmo you money?
0: I'm not on <laughs> Venmo. No. But maybe this like a sanitized gift certificate would be fine.
1: <laughs> okay, maybe we could just bring over some pepperoni specials or something like that and you'll be fine.
0: Or one roll of toilet paper. That would be, that would be the entrance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah,
0: that's where we're at here. So, yeah, so we're going to we're going to pencil in a show. That would be called a showtime. Showtime Show time is at 10 Oh five. And then we'll start okay. at, at 10:35 ish. Right. And then we'll have okay. phones and we'll reach out to people. Hey, you online, any problems? And, and we, we won't start until everything's squared away. Um, and we'll, we'll have to kind of play with that site a little bit to, to, to see what we're doing.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get that all taken care of and, you know, hopefully keep the, uh, the, the headaches and the problems to to a minimum, but we know we'll have them during the draft So
0: yeah, it's not if it's a when but it's all right.
1: Yeah work it out. Yeah.
0: Oh, hey real quick And it's going to be the full fee right Say again, it's, it'll be the full entry fee. We we decided on
1: that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah it, it came across, you know, we, we had um, from I, I think it was uh, almost the majority said that they wanted the full $50 so um, Yeah, that will be the I would prefer Venmo, but i, I prefer not to handle cash. Um, if people can Venmo, we can talk about that offline. But, uh, um, yeah, but yeah the full that. 50. So, uh, and, and you know what, Raj, we, we talked about this. I kind of slipped this in there, um, but, but we can discuss this draft day. What constitutes a full season? Is it going to be all 60 games for each of the National League teams, or is it going to be some portion of the 60 games?
0: I feel like in a sixty-game season, it's probably got to be the sixty games.
1: Um, okay, I, I you know I, I I think you and I both harbor some skepticism whether they're they're going to be able to get in all sixty games.
0: I mean, can we crown a champion at thirty games or seventy percent of sixty? I don't even know what that is.
1: seventy uh, the... percent of sixty is forty two. Forty two. Um, I think I put something out there like forty five games. Yeah, an average of forty-five per team.
0: And the only reason the seventy percent keeps coming up because the owners keep bringing bringing that up.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's you know what that should have been a team name, right? Seventy percent. Seventy percent. Seventy percent solution.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I, I guess we yeah maybe include that in the text or slash email and yeah and and what I don't even know what the fee is. It's seventy bucks, like the
1: to, okay. So, so here's what's really interesting, is, is that it's normally 50 for the winnings, and then depending upon the number of, of owners, oh. the, the site fee for CBS to host is $150. Okay. So, so over 10 players, that's $15 per person. But here's what's really interesting, is you know I've been emailing them about, hey, are we going to have to pay that full amount, 150 because they had already charged my credit card. Yeah. Well, what they did was, is they gave me a full refund. Oh. Um, and, and I notice it's on my credit card. So unless they're going to charge me some particular fee later, and we still have access to CBS Sports it looks like this particular year is going to be free.
0: Oh, good for CBS. Yeah. All right.
1: So far, but yeah, I, of... I withhold the right to charge you—you know—all of you uh, later, or you can just pay me in beer.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and it would—it would, it would uh, I, I guess, uh, it w- draft. The length of draft approximately two and a half hours is that what kind of we
1: yeah and that's that's kind of what we're we're, because we're going to do 28 um we're going to do the 23 regular um uh round players uh to fill our rosters and then five reserves and i think we decided we're going to do that at the draft so um you know that's well oof that's 280 minutes right so, um, if you use the full, four if hours. you use the yeah. full minutes, yeah. so that's like four and a half hours. Yeah. I, I just think it will move a lot quicker than that. Okay. I, I would probably guesstimate somewhere between three and three and a half hours.
0: So I'll set it up. So everyone has their own personal snack bowl. So
1: okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's probably a good idea.
0: Yeah. And listen, you get what you get. I don't want to hear any complaining.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a little bit like uh, Halloween.
0: Right. Yeah, you're going to get, yeah, like the old hard candy. That would be someone's snack. (laughs) And
1: and no trading.
0: No, no trading. Yeah, somebody will get all the fruit snacks that I just vacuumed out of Jameson's car seat. (laughs) 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 Very nice. Oh, my gosh. All right, so we got that kind of squared away-ish. And then, uh, so we got baseball topics. So there's, there's really not a lot going on. Obviously, uh, you know, there's a list of players opting out. It's not real lengthy yet. Um, I guess Leak, Mike Leak and Buster Posey are the, or David Price. Um, there they're are the bigger names, uh, Nick Marcakis. So there's not a lot of players right now, Ryan Zimmerman. Um, but, I mean, that's probably going to change as, as we get closer. And then there's always going to be the, one's on the injured list or non-baseball injury list or whatever they call it. Um, but one of the one of the topics that started kicking around was removing Kennesaw Landis' name from the National League and MVP trophies. And I got to be honest with you, I never realized his name was on that thing. Did you realize that?
1: No. No, When when you actually put this as a topic, I'm like, oh, I guess his name is on there. I mean – I knew some of uh, some of the dirty deeds he had done in the past.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, 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 I guess in, in these days, if there's a time to do this kind of stuff, it's, it's right now. And, and I know a lot of people will say, hey, aren't we going a, a, a little bit overboard at this point? It's a lot of, you know, jumping on, piling on, if you will. But, you know, an injustice is an injustice. And if, if you need to set it right, set it right.
0: Yeah, I, again, I, I I didn't realize his his name was on that trophy, and um, I I have no idea why his name would be on that trophy other than he was uh, the first commissioner. But um, I I feel like there's a lot of other a lot of other names that could be on there. And I, I Dale Murphy came out and thought it should be called the Frank Robinson Award. You know the you know the Frank Robinson's name should be on the MVP. Um, I'm not sure the logic behind that. I guess he did win the, did he, he won the MVP in both leagues, I think. He's one of yes. the few. I think he's the only player. The only player to win in both leagues? Yeah. Still. Okay. Yeah. And that's a pretty big deal. Um. So, um. yeah, I, I mean, I I I don't know if he, if people have thought about what to do with that, but ha- have, since it came up, have have you thought about like what, what to name that trophy
1: uh you know what i i like dale murphy's idea i mean if there's any player that you know uh it should be named after somebody that's won it in both leagues um i, I guess you know if you're going to take somebody's name off of it um i, I think you need to be careful on, on who you pick like for instance do you have the american leagues uh called the roger clemens award in the National League? Barry Bonds Award, uh, I, I, you know what I mean? He, it's kind of a slippery slope. I'm not su- suggesting that you shouldn't take uh, the judge's name off there, but uh, you just need to be careful.
0: Yeah, I, you're right. When you make changes like that, you can't swing and miss at at who you put on there. <laughs> you can't look yeah. back this, at three years like, ooh, I didn't realize that.
1: Right. This isn't like so, this isn't like squatting a uh, uh, spotted fly you know. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, but initially, like uh, on the surface, I I think it's a great idea to name it Frank Robinson Award, I, I or mm-hmm. the, or I have so. his name on the trophy. It's still the National League and American League MVP trophies, and and having Frank Robinson's name on there as a winner in both leagues. Um, the guy's been in baseball for a billion years. I mean, and everyone knows this guy. I mean, he's he's um, yeah, he's been a a um, a really good. You know, major league representative for fifty
1: years. Uh, yeah, well, a, a, a hall of fame, a hall of fame player, the first um, African American manager, um, an ambassador to, to to baseball. I think was was he the last um, manager for the Expos? I mean, he stepped in right when when the Expos were kind of going to be homeless. Um, I think he stepped in. To transition them from Montreal to to Washington, and yeah. the fact that he won two MVP awards, I think speaks loudly. The one thing I would say is when baseball does announce this, that they should probably give the task to maybe like a Joe Torre, but somebody other than Rob Manfred, because oh, yeah. I can just see I can just see him saying, "Well, here's another piece of metal, um, this trophy." So, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> I I th- I think Robinson may be the last National Leaguer to hit for the triple crown? He, that's a great question. He might be the last National Leaguer to hit for the triple crown. I think he did it with the Reds. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I. it would be interesting if that's where they – oh, he did it for Baltimore.
1: Never mind. Yeah, he, so, so do you want to know an interesting fact? He is not the last triple crown winner. No, he did it in 1966. There were there were two others.
0: Right, I thought that he did it, it. Yeah, I thought he did it in the National League. I I know that Carl Yastrzemski did it a year or two later and then, and then Miguel Cabrera did it, but they're all American. Correct. I, yeah, I,
1: I I did, forgot about that about Miguel Cabrera.
0: Yeah. And I know there was talk about whether he should win the MVP that year. And you're like, "Dude, what the What's the guy got to do to win? The MVP? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, so, um, yeah, Robinson won, it f- won the MVP for the Reds in 61 and then for the Orioles 66 his first year in American League. He hit for the Triple Crown, so I guess it is called the Junior Circuit for a reason. Because um, he stepped in and led the league and everything. Uh, yeah, so I, now I don't even know who the last National
1: Leaguer to win the Triple Crown is.
0: Now it's bothering me.
1: Uh-huh. Um, okay, so, so I'm looking here, um, 1937, Joe Ducky Medwick. Uh,
0: that's a Cardinal. That's a shame. Yeah. Oh, well.
1: In fact, just, just to let you know, for all the Cardinal fans out there, there's been one, two, three, four, five, six National League winners of the Triple Crown. Four of them um, have been Cardinals.
0: And Joe Medwick was the last one to do it in the National League in what year?
1: Yes. 1937. Yeah, so it was Rogers Hornsby yeah. prior to that. Yeah.
0: He won, how many times did he win the Triple Crown? Twice.
1: 20, 1922, 1925. Wow. Okay. So, so, so when I win the Bush League in 2022, we can call it the Roger Hornsby Award. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and if we find something bad about Rogers Hornsby, we'll call it the Bruce Hornsby Award.
0: Yeah, I don't, I'm not a Bruce Horsby fan. I, I'll stick with Rogers.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's get back on
0: topic. Yeah. So, also in the news, and this is kind of funny uh, MLB and Turner Sports have agreed on the quote unquote broad terms of a media rights extension that will keep regular season and postseason games on TBS through 2028, as reported by the Sports Business Journal um, last week. Under the deal, Turner would pay. Major League Baseball four hundred and seventy million per year. Up forty percent from its current three hundred twenty five price tag. Believe that? Four hundred and seventy million a year and that's just Turner Sports.
1: Um I I don't I don't so (laughs) How are they losing money? (laughs) Exactly. So, if you're a player and you know owners are trying to nickel and dime you, you know, and saying we're going to pay you seventy percent of the games you you play in, and then you turn around and say, it's just just one network, this is just one network, right? Turner Broadcasting, because there's still um, um, there's still um, ESPN, there's still um, local contracts, four hundred seventy million dollars. So I, I, don't, I don't understand it.
0: Just this is a pile on MLB. Uh, Fox has a contract through the twenty twenty eight season as well, and they pay seven hundred twenty nine
1: million. Uh see that. Look, okay. So, so between just the two of them, this is per season. We're up to uh, what one point three billion dollars. Yes. Um, and, and that's 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 shared revenue, right? Yeah. And you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, like the Yankees have the YES Sports Network, which is their own network. Um, the Cardinals um, just signed a big I think it was a ten year agreement with Fox Midwest for their local games and and, and they, they draw um, their television ratings are, are pretty big and the Phillies have done the same thing, right, with Comcast Sports. Yeah,
0: yeah, they have a pretty big contract with them as well. And, and yeah, that's so, what so
1: makes, I, it, I just don't believe it that, that the owners are losing money.
0: It makes me laugh about the fans thing. Like owners if if you're trying to pay payroll with ticket prices you're never going to make payroll. <laughs> that, that may pay for the staff, and the lights, and all that. But TV pays for the payroll. Like I don't want to hear about they're losing money with no fans. They're probably saving money because they don't have to turn it. They're not. They're not paying all these people to come in. Uh, I, I know. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah, so
0: you're not you're not making payroll off of ticket sales. <laughs> those days are way gone. <laughs> not, yeah right they're way
1: gone man yeah so um do, do you remember Raj? this is just a little bit of deviation here but do you remember back in the i guess it was 60s and even into the 70s they used to have the the game of the week yeah um on on nbc and uh, a lot of the owners were very reluctant to show uh to say that hey we should start televising baseball because nobody will come out to the stadium. Well. Uh, you know, it's, it's that small minded thinking that had led them to, you know, baseball to declining in terms of not only attendance, but in terms of revenue, but look what's happened since then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I I agree. And, and I, I really don't see how they're like, if they played a hundred game season and I, maybe they weren't balking at not playing a 100-game season because of the medical concerns. <laughs> they were balking at it because they're going to lose more money, right? Um, y- yeah, they're, they're actually, they would make a ton of money because I'm sure yeah. the Fox isn't paying for nothing. Like, the Fox isn't paying them, you know, if there's no games on TV. So Correct. Um, yeah, so anyway, I, I just thought that stuck out a little bit. Now, I'm That's a, like you said, it's one point whatever billion dollars just out of those two networks. Yeah, and that doesn't count ESPN, because ESPN has a contract with them, and then the local stuff, and then the radio. Because baseball is yeah, a huge radio and,
1: and, and, sport. And, and then they have then they have fools like me that subscribe to their MLB um, TV um, and pay $130 uh, a year so that we can get out-of-market games, get any of the out-of-market games. So there's, don't forget that revenue stream as well.
0: Yeah, and, and that will only increase um, as time goes on, because... You know th- yeah that that that's a good point um yeah so anyway uh turner sports locks in at 470 470 million per year and then uh you got fox at 729 the owners are doing fine don't let them don't let them fool you
1: um you know all's good there
0: and then we got today in baseball history july 12th yay uh, There's some interesting things here 1911 uh ty cobb Swipes bases for the cycle in first inning. Do you know what that means?
1: Um, yeah, I would imagine that's stealing every base. That's something we used to do back in Little League, right? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, he stole second, third and home uh, in, in one inning. Uh, and that was, uh, that's probably, uh, you know, the guy that stolen bases weren't a big thing back then and kind of circled back now. They're not a big thing now. Uh, but he did it four times. Holding the Major League Baseball record with, and this I thought kind of strained, Honest ha- Wagner. So, yeah. if, if Honest Wagner, could you ever see pictures of him and they have a statue out, uh, out in front of PNC Park? That guy looks like he was made out of concrete. <laughs> like, I don't know. The pitcher must not have been paying attention to the guy. So and if Maybe I'm,
1: nobody wanted to get in front of him.
0: Well, if I'm a catcher and that guy's stealing home, yeah, I'll, I'll let him go. <laughs> I'm not blocking the plate on Haunus yeah. Wagner. It, 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 I'm trying to think of guys who could do that now. I And there's not a lot of them. You talk about Henderson, Ricky Colm, uh, Vince Coleman, um, maybe Billy Hamilton. Like, the, those guys s- steal three bases in an inning? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, else.
1: I, 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 I think so. I I don't know. You might be able to include Lou Brock in there, but he was always a big stealer of second base. He wasn't much on stealing third base. I forget what the career stats were. But I want to say... 80 to 90% of steals, which I guess is true about most base stealers. It's second base. But, uh, yeah, I, I, don't you kind of miss the days of, uh, of, of stealing home?
0: Yeah, and it's, uh, it's funny, you know, when there's not many, you know, players that have stole home. Um, yeah, and I, I just don't get the value in it. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why people would try to steal home. Maybe with two outs and me up. <laughs> um,
1: I, <laughs> well, I think it's a surprise move, right? You you you, you kind of gauge that. You and the third base coach are, are, are gazing, watching the guy go from uh, uh, instead of going from the stretch, going from the, the full wind up, and just kind of timing that out, and you know being in that right situation.
0: Yeah, and and I guess the most famous one is is well, there's two, uh, Jackie Robinson stealing home in the World Series, which I pretty sure he was out <laughs> because I've, there's video on that. Have you ever seen that?
1: Yeah, that look. I mean, yeah, Yogi Berra kind of went ballistic on yeah. on, on that one. But uh, the it, in it a did kind of look like he did. He, he did look like he was out.
0: And then Lonnie it was a Smith. nice hook slide. Lonnie Smith in 82 stole home in the World Series, didn't he? Or he was called out.
1: That you know what I should really know that shouldn't I being a Cardinals fan? Um, I, I, think, I, I don't I don't remember that.
0: I think he was called out. I looked that up. Safe. Yeah, looked that up. I'm pretty sure. I thought he did that. Yeah, when he was with '82, uh, right? He was with St. Louis. Yeah, because he, he was, was with uh, St. Louis in '82. Yep. In the, yep. In that winter between the '81 and '82 seasons. Um, yeah. <coughs> yeah. So that's it's interesting when I see. Uh, The Wagner stealing three bases in an inning. And then, you know, the manager's probably talking to the pitcher saying, dude, what the hell? Like, (laughs) you can't see this guy? Um, And then 1949, this was interesting too. Major League owners agreed to install warning tracks in the outfields beginning in the 1950 season. Uh, The tracks were made of cinders. And they were replicating a a running track in Yankee Stadium. I guess, you know, before that... uh, Those some of those outfields were giant, like in Shy Park or Connie Mack Stadium or whatever you want to call it, like that. They used to stick the batting cage out in center field. Like, have you ever seen? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, the polo grounds were similar. Um, what what did you mean by replicating the running track in Yankee Stadium? What what, what did they like? What was I, I don't know the background on that. So,
0: there was a running track like for players to run on in the outfield, and it was made out of cinders. And that's what they decided ah. to use cinders for for that warning track.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine back in the day? First of all, how did you get all of those owners to agree on anything? And yeah. then they were so tight fisted that oh my gosh, we got to put we got to put cinders down instead of grass or weeds or whatever we have out there. I, I that must have taken four or five years for them to agree on that.
0: Yeah. Well. My, I imagine like one of their better outfielders ran into a brick wall face, <laughs> face first. <laughs> Say, hey, I can't lose this guy. We got to do something. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So I I didn't realize they're really not that old. And it's funny when you know in the '70s when a lot of teams went to, um, you know those astroturf ballparks like in Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Philly, Cincinnati. Um, they didn't have. It was just like a a, a rubber you don't know, remember remember what that looked like that like rubber i do yeah like i don't even know how you could tell the difference other than the color of it i guess maybe if you're looking down you can you can see it but like cinders you can tell you're on cinders or if you're running on grass you know you can hear it so
1: um
0: yeah i i didn't realize you know warning tracks weren't that old um
1: we, talk to Bill about uh, about warning tracks and, and and that type of thing because you know the rest of the league was pretty much infielders and yeah. um, uh, I I guess you kind of rely not only uh, when you play in high school and colleges and stuff like that some of them had warning tracks some of them didn't but I guess you rely upon your, uh, your your other outfielder right to help you out
0: yeah and you run the defense and then try to find the ball
1: right yeah, I, I, I think what you just tell your other outfielder, depending upon if you like them, or not, just say, hey, you still got room.
0: got <laughs> plenty <your> room, man. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then lastly, uh, 1979, Disco Demolition Night at Comiskey Park. Have you ever seen video on this?
1: I have. It's kind of
0: scary. It is scary. <laughs> so those of you who have not seen Disco Demolition Night at Comiskey Park, uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago about Bill Veck, uh, it, it was his his marketing. Um, over 5,000 fans refused to leave the field in between a, a day-night doubleheader and the White Sox are forced to forfeit the second game. Um, and it, it, there was a fire out in the outfield. It, it was bad. Um, so part of the marketing was it was a 98-cent ticket if you brought in a vinyl disco record. So <laughs> 98 cents to get into the game. Now, I... I kind of did a rough estimate i just googled it it, it, it would be the approximate equivalent to a three dollar and 80 cent ticket now well that, that's a pretty cheap <laughs> price no matter how you put it right uh three dollars and 80 cents to get into a game today but it, yeah if you have not seen video on this thing i would encourage you to get on youtube type in disco demolition night and you'll see chaos <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did, didn't 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 they also pair that Raj with cheap beer that night? So you had all the makings God. of of a bad situation.
0: It might have been that might have been the first game of the doubleheader. Yeah, the cheap beer night.
1: Yeah. So so, so when you put this up as a show note, that's disco demolition night. Um, I quickly googled um, the worst disco song ever, and I think there's a consensus song that's out there, and that is Disco Duck. Okay. <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. So you and I were—you're uh, a little older than I am. I was a—I wasn't an adolescent in the '70s. I was still in grade school. Were you a disco fan?
1: Um, I, I think it was like a short period. There's a little bit. It's like any genre of music—you can find some good things. I mean, overall, I—I I don't think. That it, it was very good. Um, if you're asking me, have I ever been to Studio 54 or something <laughs> like that, no, I'm far too young for that. Right. But uh, yeah, There are a couple of good songs, but other than that, it should be less in the 70s.
0: So you, you've never bought a Bee Gees album or Donna Summer album?
1: Uh, no, absolutely okay. not. Right. And, I, and I think one of my favorite groups, Earth, Wind & Fire, had a, a couple of, quote, disco-sounding songs, yeah. but for the most part, yeah. no. There's a couple of good songs, but no.
0: All right, but that's that's going way back, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Are they still kicking around?
1: They are. Yeah. They're, they're still touring. I mean, it's not obviously the same yeah. original right. members, um, but, uh, yeah, there there's three of them from, from back in the day, and, and they do a heavy touring schedule still.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I'm familiar. I think I've had probably Earth, Wind, and Fire records. Yeah, I thought th- they were good. Um, yeah. So, right, so lastly, we, this is that... We we haven't come up with a name for this section, um, but I wanted to... I like the
1: name right now. I like I like last section.
0: Last section. All right. Maybe we'll stick with that. So this is something that, that kind of irks me, and I, I ran into it again uh, Saturday at Costco. People backing up into a parking spot at Costco on a Saturday mid-morning. Like, what the hell, man? I mean, you've been to Costco, correct? No.
1: Uh, uh, well, BJ, yeah, something similar. Right. To it, yeah,
0: Costco's crazier than BJ's. I mean, it, it, it's a nightmare. I don't even know why. I it's my fault even going on a mid, mid morning <laughs> on Saturday. But when I see this guy back backing into a parking lot with an F three hundred and fifty, like, come on, dude, just pull in the spot. I mean, there's hundreds of people walking around. It, there's giant lines, and I went in to get my glasses because I got new glasses this week. And I, I, I really just felt like that is a, that's a foul right there. I mean, if I had a, again, when I get elected as a commissioner of the world, which hopefully I get appointed soon, that guy was going to lose his license for 60 days.
1: <laughs> so so let, let, let me ask you something. So it, it's a crowded parking lot. First of all, people can't drive in parking lots. It, oh. It's a horrendous seen. I mean most accidents probably fender benders I should say occur there and I always try and park away from everybody. I do but too. let me just make sure I understand let me make sure I understand this. So a guy with a pickup truck big one is backing yeah, a big one. He's actually backing into a spot. Yes. So let me ask you, where does he put his grocery items?
0: Apparently not in the back.
1: That's a good Yeah, one. I yeah. mean it, it it makes no sense, right? Because no. now he has to open the gate that's backed into somebody else's car versus if he just pulled in. Yep.
0: Ugh.
1: Yeah. You know what, Raj, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to send you um, a video, one of the funniest videos, because I'm not usually big on sending videos, but there is, it looks like a young female driver that pulls into a gas station oh. that tries four times to try and pull into the gas station pump on the correct side of her car, and she tries four times and can't do it. Okay.
0: <laughs> I saw it. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah.
1: Is that the best video ever?
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> right, sixty days. You're losing your license. That's it. No. If, if you if you can't figure out, God forbid you're merging onto ninety five.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. On one of those merger die lanes.
0: Yeah, the yeah the one you come out off of three twenty two. That's what that is. That's merger die, man. Yeah. <laughs> God bless it. Yeah, so that was – I saw that again this, this Saturday morning when I went to pick up my glasses, and I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. What the
1: uh, – That's infuriating. Um, I, I'm with you on that one.
0: Yeah, so that's my little soapbox moment. Um, and then uh, we, we got a birthday shout-out to the Lakers, right? Wait, who? Rick. Rick uh, you
1: mean the Denogonizers?
0: Denogonizers. I said the Lakers. There you sorry. go. Yeah. And it's funny how I, I, I've known you guys for a couple decades, and I have no idea when your birthday is. Um, and I, the only reason I know Rick's, it's because it's on Bastille
1: Day. What? Yes.
0: Do you know what Bastille Day is?
1: Yeah, but why would you, oh boy. It's okay, something that that's stuck in my head.
0: Right, because we were, I, you know, I worked with him for all those years and sitting next to him two feet away for 9,000 hours. He, he probably mentioned it. He's like, yeah, my birthday's Bastille Day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's stuck in so my
1: head. I, 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 I will give you a little heads up, Raj, um in terms of my birthday,
0: because yes.
1: I know your birthday is my yes. wedding anniversary, so oh. I, I won't forget that. Um, my birthday's next Sunday, draft day.
0: It's draft day. Pandemic draft,
1: draft day. day. Yeah,
0: I'll hop to remember. Pandemic
1: draft day. There you go. <laughs> Association somehow.
0: Yeah. So I let's see, I'm fifty-three. I think Rick Rick might have turned fifty this year. It might be really? a big five oh. Yeah.
1: Nice. Okay. Well we'll have to celebrate to that. Yeah. I am I am I am coming up on the twentieth twenty-eighth anniversary of my thirtieth birthday. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, you're one of those people. Do you not like yeah. saying your age?
1: Um, it, yeah, it's fine. It's just it's it's a funny math thing, right? Because I, I like to see people struggle when they try and do that in their head. So I, I like the look of uh, you know the deers in the headlight when I tell them that.
0: Well, twenty eight thirty. So that's what it's done for. Yeah, twenty eight thirty is pretty easy to add. You start sewing something like it's my thirty first of my or thirty second of my twenty seventh, then people they struggle if they have to carry the one. Yeah. You do <laughs> something like <that. laughs> carry right? Okay. 30 seconds 32nd uh, I'll of the my one You're like, ooh, hold on. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, the brain shuts down from it. You got to carry numbers over. That's a problem. Okay. Yeah. But 28 and 30 seems pretty easy to add. So you're going to be 58. Yes. Right, on pandemic draft day. All right. <laughs> I got it.
1: Stan's attic. <laughs> yeah, boy.
0: All right. Uh, you got anything else for
1: us? No. Just looking forward. Um, I would just tell everybody: um, check your email, check your texts this week to to make sure you know the draft time, have the draft location. Um, everybody do a little bit of research for what it, whatever it matters, and and just stay safe. And we'll see you on Saturday. Or excuse me, we'll see you on Sunday, Chief.
0: You got it, champ. I'll talk to
1: you. All right. Take care.